You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 193. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 193. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby doll. Well, we're back. I am so freaking giddy that you're back. You're excited, babe? I am. I I am too. I we haven't I reco- missed you guys. We haven't recorded a pod for a while and I've been feeling it. I've been feeling the feels, babe. Oh I've been you gotta feel you. what you feel. You gotta so, feel what you feel. I need to get you're right. Thank you for say <laughs> thank you for using my terms. And I need to just welcome welcome you back. The only proper way to welcome you back. Oh, I think I know what's coming. A warm fuzzy. A warm fuzzy, of course. Yay! Yes. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Because you I, I really enjoy talking to guests. Yeah. But I just have such a blast with you. And we have a good time. Yeah. We got a we got a pretty good dynamic. We do. What can we say? Yeah, we are hashtag relationship goals. That's true. That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. <laughs> so welcome back and hello to everybody out there listening in Podience land. We're thrilled as always to have you and having a really, really cool topic today that we have never broached before on this, true. this pod, yeah. which is five steps to a healthy body image. And it's something that I've spoken about in various classes of mine or with clients, but it's not a huge piece of the work that I do. But I do feel like it is something that I have a little bit of insight into. And I've shared little tidbits here and there, but I thought, why not do a whole episode specifically about creating a little bit more harmony with your body? Yeah. We've talked about it in pieces as it relates to other things, but we've never talked about it as a whole podcast. That's right. So I've got lots of good stuff for you today. And it's it's something that I think we immediately think of in relation to weight and how thin I am or how Mm, heavy I am or stuff like that. But we're really going to look at it through multiple lenses. So whether it is a physicality ailment or injury uh, something like a disease or something like your skin. I know that was skin the, tone. Skin tone. I mean, yeah. all sorts of different things. Uh, my my skin in particular was really a hard topic for that me was, yeah. when I was younger. And you know, so I, and definitely we'll talk about weight as well. But I think the principles can be kind of applied no matter what sort of relationship with your body that you have. So I'm I'm excited to talk about this today. Yeah. And then really get kind of your perspective knowing that you work with bodies on a day in and day out basis. That's true. So it'll be interesting to hear your perspective. Yeah. Okay. You know? I can bring that. Sure. So let's get you to just take it over for Let's a really make it official. Yeah. That you are back and in full effect. So it's time with for... It. Would you rather... 
I love that you always do that little like you. <laughs> I it's like, like I splice in. I know your voice, and then your voice comes back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. All right, bring it. All right. So this one's gonna go down to the dark, dark, deepest, darkest recesses of my mind. Oh, and yours. Excellent. Uh, and we're gonna just get dark for a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> Would you rather have your significant other fall in love with somebody else? Or have your significant hit by a train. Oh, honey, that's horrible. <laughs> I told you I was going to get dark. I told you. I warned you. Oh. I know, you guys, when he was putting it together, he's like, oh, it's dark. But I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, oh, you want to run it by me? Or He's like, no. Nope. Um, God, what would you pick? Gosh, I would rather see, like, if it was somebody I really loved, you know, like, me. like you. Yeah. I would rather see you happy than dead. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. You too. know, so I'm like, I would much rather have you. Yes, my heart would be broken and there would be a lot of drama and things go on, but at least you would be happy. I right? can't. Or hopefully. Imagine. I mean, either one of them is just catastrophic, but I went through a phase for a long time where I was really afraid of losing you to death mm. because. I felt like it was so too good to be true. And I really, really believed that you would not cheat on me or leave me or anything like that. And I think it was my mind preparing me, like trying to take care of me. It's a saboteur. Yeah. It's a saboteur. It's an sure. inner critic. Yeah, it's fairly cryptic. But at the same time, I think we kind of plan for those things in mentally in certain ways. Yeah. I, I think I would pick the, the falling in love. Yeah, I think I would too. As, oh. as dark and dreary as that is, I would oh, much rather... Oh, now I'm so bummed. Uh, well, why don't you uh, lighten the mood up again and talk about some body image? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a jovial topic of combo. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk All about right, our bodies well... and how we think of them. All right. Yeah. Oh, God. Totally. <sighs> OMG, go. That white girl voice, I can't... <laughs> <sighs> I know. I know. And because I part, I have it. I try to temper it quite a bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm yes. Anyway, all right. So let's talk about five steps to a healthy body image. And I want you to think about your major obstacle with your body. And everybody has one typically. And it can be something like, you know, really loving ice cream, but having a dairy intolerance. You know, and you're mad at your body for how it processes things. Where is the hiccup with your relationship to your body? So, hmm. and also, where, where is it right now? Because a lot of times we will, it'll ebb and flow throughout our lives. So when I was younger, as I've mentioned, I had horrible, horrible skin, horrible acne. And my body image was way more wrapped up in my face than it was like my weight. Of course, I cared about my weight and stuff like that, but... It was very acutely focused on my skin. Yeah. And so I started having a very interesting relationship with mirrors and, and all sorts of stuff. But I want, for those of you listening, to think about what is that for you? And I want you to think beyond just weight. Are there things around skin? Are there things around what you think you should look like for society, like being blonde or being a brunette, or is there anything around that? Like we were talking about before we hit record, 
of, oh, I, you know, when I was younger, I always wanted blue eyes, you yeah, know, and I thought, right. oh, that's, that is something that is societally looked upon as gorgeous and I want that thing. So I want you to start thinking, you know, in terms of something broader, not just fat. And if that's a piece of it, that's fine too. Sure. I think um, just looking back at it as you're speaking, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, it's changed so much. You mean over the years? For me, like, my... No, for me. Oh. Like I was thinking about mine and I'm like, oh, what do I think about? And I'm like, oh, well, when I was a kid, I thought about this. And, you know, like I had pimples on my legs and I thought it was the most disgusting thing in the world. Oh. And I would, I would pray to God. You didn't even have a God. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's how serious it was. <laughs> I was just thinking that if, if I had less acne on my legs, I, I would be such a more outgoing person. You'd be happier. And, and yeah. And yeah, I mean, just trivial thing like that. Yeah. So it makes me think about all the different things in my life that I've thought about in my body that I don't like or that I want to change or things like that yeah. and how passing they are. That's right. You know, I mean, I know you went, you went through a period of severe nasal issues yeah. like remember oh, that yeah. and we had to oh, yeah. go through surgery for that i mean you've had issues with your back you've had issues with going bald early in life yeah and that you're i mean when we first were together you were you always wore a hat remember? always wore a hat yeah and now it's like not even a thing yeah you know I'm a lot more comfortable in my body these days than i was back then yeah as am i as am i and it's yeah. so liberating but so I share that with you guys because I want you to understand that we just because we have developed and increased our personal development and all of that stuff, it doesn't mean that you don't have a challenge at this current state in life. So for me now, right now, it is my knees. And I've talked about this a lot. I'm going to an orthopedic surgeon next or in two weeks. And it's been a big piece of body image that I've had to grapple with in this chapter of my life. So mm -hmm. it's not so much weight, although I do fluctuate with that as well, but I'm not nearly, it's not nearly the mental and emotional obstacle the way I feel with my knees. Like I feel debilitated and injured and not of sound body. Yeah. And that's been something that I've had to grapple with. So I just want you to think kind of outside of the box. So the first thing that you have got to do if you want to start adopting a healthy body image is you have got to stop saying things like, I'll be happy when, mm -hmm. or if only I can lose this last 10 pounds, or like your anecdote, if only I didn't have these things on my legs. Right. For me, if only my knees were not working against me. As soon as I get these fixed, then I'll be happy. Like we have this idea that as soon as we unlock this magical thing that we want for our body, that then we will all of a sudden be totally at peace and happy and have all of our dreams come true. Interesting. And that's very much not the case because, you know, in, in my former career as a makeup artist, I would be with models and celebrities and people who were by all society standards fucking flawless right? Perfect bodies, perfect skin, and some of the most insecure, self-deprecating, self-loathing people I've ever met. Yeah. So what I want you to understand is 
if you are always thinking that it's in the flawless body or it's in the full head of hair or the clear skin, once you have that, you at your core are not enough. Like you haven't worked on your relationship with your own body. So you will just change to another goal. Right. So you you do the triathlon and it's not enough. Now you've got to do Ninja Warrior. Now that's not enough. Now, you know what I mean? Like we have all of these goals that we set that we have equated with our self-worth or our value of self so that now it just becomes this game of attainment, attainment, attainment. That's why you, you know, you get in rock and shape and then you still want more. Yeah. You still want more and more and more. So that's not necessarily the problem, which leads me to number two. It's not a problem to want what you want. It's not a problem to for me to want to have healthy, agile knees. That's not a problem. The problem happens is when I collapse that with my self-worth and when I don't separate my circumstance from my body. And so here's what I mean by that. I don't like the circumstance of having ailed knees. That's not my body's fault. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, like you can like, you are, you can be not happy with being 50 pounds overweight and still love your body. It's not your body's fault. Your body is always doing the best that it can with whatever it's been given. So if it's been given disease or degeneration, it is just trying to keep up with that degeneration. It's just trying to keep up with that disease. If you're putting a bunch of shit into it, it's just trying to keep up with what you're consuming. That's exactly right. So you, by being mad at your body, you're completely mixing up the culprit. So another example of this, I, I talk a lot about this separation when I discuss money with clients because one of the biggest epiphanies I had around money was that money is not the problem. Money is always the thing that comes to my rescue. It's usually the circumstance that I don't like. So for instance, when our refrigerator went out, I don't like the experience or the situation of not having a refrigerator that's working. But it's not fair to get mad at my money. Like, damn it, now I'm going to have to spend money and now I have... But rather to go, damn it, I don't like this... Circumstance. Circumstance. Mm. Thank God money is going to come to my rescue. So same is true for an ailment. Same is true for weight. Thank God my body is still moving me around even though I have have a sedentary lifestyle, even though I've been eating ding-dongs, even though I've been pounding the alcohol my liver is still doing everything you know whatever it is <laughs> yeah like for me with my knees when i am where i still choose to wear heels right yeah. my poor body is like please don't so stop it you know what i mean yeah. or if i do i can very very much tell if i do a type of workout that is not in service of my knees and they are just trying to tell me Hey, Amy, abort mission. That is not healthy for us. Exactly. It's just trying to take care. So it's okay to not like, it's okay for me to not like that circumstance. But being mad at my knees does not help at all. It's the same way that we've talked about blame in the past. And I'll link to the blame podcast. 
But when we blame externally outside of us, like, oh, it's all my mom's fault or it's all my childhood's fault or it's all the fucking religion I was raised with, you lose all your own personal power because you've said the only you've way given for it. only way for me to be happy is if all these people do something differently. Mm-hmm. And you don't have and you also don't feel good. It feels shitty to stand in blame. It's the exact same thing with your body. If you are blaming your body or you're blaming you know, your knees or your legs or whatever for having cellulite or for having wrinkles, you are not only feeling shitty, like it locks you into a really negative emotion that never helps you lose weight, that never helps you get clear skin, that never helps you go to see an orthopedic surgeon. It just makes you more angry and frustrated about whatever's happening in your body. And you're making it seem as though you could never, ever be happy unless this one thing was rectified. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, I um, I work with people's bodies all day. Right. Uh, one of the things that I notice that's kind of a pattern is that people get locked into a diagnosis mm-hmm. or they get locked into an illness or whatever it might be, right? And when people do that, they identi- their identity becomes that. Yes. So if they keep going, my frozen shoulder, my injured knees, they are taking ownership of them and saying, those are mine. And it becomes this thing that gets them attention or... It um, becomes a piece of their identity. Yeah, it becomes who they are. And when you get attached to it like that, it's not going to go away. It, it, the more attention you give it, the worse it gets sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to go to some people and make sure that you're getting a good um, uh, team behind you of people that are going to help you get healthy. But if you get in that mindset of I'm injured, I'm hurt, this is mine, this is what I do, all of those things become reality as you keep thinking them. Right. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. It fosters that It's same a psychosomatic issue. response. That's right. That happens. That's right. So what we want to do is start breaking that up a little bit. So again, that second step is separating your circumstance, whatever is going on with your body, whether it's a breakout or, you know, failing liver or a disease or overweight, you're allowed to not like the circumstance, but don't direct that dislike towards your actual body. Because you have to keep in mind that your body is trying to keep up with all of that. And in many circumstances, we did it. We're the ones who did it to our bodies. Not always. Not always with the cases of like accidents or... There's congenital things and... And disease and stuff like that. But there's a lot of circumstances where we are fueling our system with things that are causing breakouts, that are making us lethargic, that are... I'm not going to get all into that, but most of the time we're consuming things or or having behavioral lifestyle choices that are making our body's job significantly harder. And then sure. we turn into all this like self-hatred towards our body when it's like, oh, this poor thing is just trying to keep up with you. So the third piece is to start speaking to your body kindly. And this has been revolutionary for me. So instead of And I had very much this situation with my knees. I was angry at them. I was mad at them for not being able to perform the way I used to be able to perform in athletics and to train the way I like to train and jumping and being, you know, really high impact. 
And I remember just sitting on the bed and just bawling with you, like so mad at them, just angry at them. And I don't really remember what shifted. I don't know if it was if it was you telling me like you need to start taking some ownership over this and addressing it but I started speaking to them like they were a friend or a small child (laughs) so after and I still do this after a workout like I will just I'll rub you know some ointment on them and talk to them like like they're genuinely trying to communicate with me Right. Like that that pain, as I've said, in many situations, pain is messaging. It's just trying to alert you to something that is going on in your body. And it's like, hey, pay attention, pay attention. Same way things hurt our feelings. Pain is messaging. Yeah. So I will talk to them and I'm like, I hear you. My God, thank you so much for being there for me. Thank you for getting me through that workout. Thank you for letting me wear heels the other night and not getting extra sensitive and you are such troopers i've I've got a great anecdote okay perfect antidote here if we have time yeah i had two clients about the same age about the same weight similar situations they both had rheumatoid arthritis um both were about at the same place with ra ra affects people very differently one case to the next it's very different it has its similarities but Anyway, these two ladies were both coming to me at the same time. It was interesting. And one had this beautiful outlook on life. She just really had this um, energy about her. She had a vibrance. She didn't let it get her down. She, you know, understood that that was a part of what was happening to her, but she wasn't, you know, um, she just kept this rosy, positive outlook. The other one, was very self-deprecating and very blameful of her heritage and blameful of the choices she had made previously and doctors. She was just real negative, right? And within a year of treatment, the one with the negative outlook was in a wheelchair. Wow. Like she was unable to walk. Wow. A sad story, right? The other one was living great. Like a healthy lifestyle. She was living a healthy lifestyle. She definitely had symptoms and things that needed to be managed and taken care of, but she did. she's d- done really well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened to that other gal. She kind of moved on, but the, um, the, the other one still sees me. Like, she still comes regularly. Yeah, I think that's it. it I mean, they've even done studies where, and I would have to find it. I know I saw it somewhere floating around, but where, you know, plants that have negative, oh, yeah. you know, things yeah, yeah, yeah. written on their jar tend to sure. die. Versus... There, was a, there was a part of that in uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but I think this is really, really crucial because the disease is there. You know, the the fat is still there. The ailment of my knees is still there. It's a matter of how do I engage with that ailment? How do I engage with this situation? So it wouldn't feel right to me to, to say, you feel amazing to my knees when they don't. But it does feel really encouraging to feel like I'm in it with my body, to say, yeah. 
I'm going to do my part. I've looked into different types of fitness stuff. I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Please bear with me. We have an appointment coming up. I'm listening to you. I hear you. And I just, I'll even, when I'm in the shower, I'll like kind of lovingly massage my knees. And mm-hmm. So, But you can do the exact same thing if it's weight. So one of my personal commitments is I never, ever talk to my body in a mean tone or call myself mean names. So you almost want to think about it like the child version of you or like a friend. Would you call your friend a fat ass? Would you call a small child an idiot for the weight that they've put on or whatever? Or ugly? We don't want to foster that with our own body, of course, because your body is just trying to take care of you. It's just trying to move that spirit around this world and adapt to whatever choices that you are making. Yeah. So when I look in the mirror and I've gained a little bit of weight, I always call myself a cherub. And because I think it's like, it's a fun little, it's a way for me to acknowledge, yeah, you've put on a couple of pounds. (laughs) You're getting cheruby. But it's really sweet and it's a lovely connotation. Like it's just a sweet little, little chubby little guy. You know, I just think it's so (laughs) precious. So, and so that is the relationship that I will have with the mirror. Like, oh, Smits, you're looking a little cheruby. And then I'll have a conversation with my body. Hey, I know I've been eating crazy amounts of gluten and dairy, and you, (laughs) you are such a champ. I know you are just trying to do everything you can. And a lot of times if I have excessive gluten and dairy, I break out on my back. And so instead of getting pissed that I have all these blemishes and being like, God, you're so ugly, I talk to my body like, I'm so sorry, honey. I know I made some poor choices, and you're just trying to expel that. So it's a completely new way to address your body. So in the past, it's like we're unhappy with this circumstance or this situation. Our natural inclination is we want to take it out on somebody. We want to make it somebody's fault that we're fat. We want to make it somebody's fault that we're in pain. And when there's nobody else to look at, we love to look in the mirror and tell your body that it's it's his or her fault. So that's number three. I want you to eradicate any conversation that involves fat ugly, broken, diseased, uh, whatever the negative words are that you've used to describe your body, if you would not say that to the younger version of you or a small child or a best friend, you don't get to say it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want you to come up with ways to converse with your body about what's happening from a collaborative standpoint. So it, and I'm going to go into that actually in the fifth point, but it's about doing your part too and saying like, okay, here's what we're going to do as far as food. And I know you're just trying to keep up with me and thank you for trying to process that. Thank you for whatever it happens to be, but being really gracious because again, it's just doing what it can do. So the fourth piece to developing healthy body image is to get rid of your triggers as much as you can. So if there's anything in your world that tends to trigger you into negative self-talk to your body, get rid of them. Like I know a ton of people have a horrible relationship with the scale. If the scale, every time you weigh yourself, you just want to be so angry at your body, get rid of the fucking scale. Um, (laughs) My best friend always talks about how Victoria's Secrets magazine always sent her into a place of like your body's not good enough it's not thin enough it's not any and so she had to stop subscribing to 
Victoria's Secrets. And yeah. even though it's a catalog, it was it would send her into that place. So is it certain clothing? Like, do you have certain clothing that's it never makes you feel good in your body? Is it people that you hang out with that people who, who tend to have illness and sickness and ailments love to talk about them with other people with ailments and then they try to one-up them. Oh, you think that's bad? Try having a back like mine. And oh, you think that's bad? Try having a bit. And it's like becoming identified yes. by their ailment and then wanting to converse only about that. Right. They, they wear it like a badge, you know, like, <laughs> like a purple heart or something. Right. The more you reinforce that, the more you propagate that exact same issue. Exactly. So if you're with other people who everyone's empowered around their body and wants to lose weight and is all about body positivity and healthy standpoints around around their body, great. That's exactly where you need to be. Absolutely. So watch your colluding. Watch any sort of triggers like that. Facebook is typically a huge trigger for people in, in tons of different ways. So... Uh, if you guys were listening to Becca Tracy in the last podcast that we had in episode 192, she was talking about how some of her triggers when she's she's has an issue with her her heels right now from rock climbing. And so she's been having a really a hard time with her feet. And so she follows a ton of rock climbers and stuff like that on Instagram. Mm. And so she had to kind of get rid of that. Let me unfollow them while I'm in this season. It doesn't necessarily mean no scale for the rest of your life or no following people on Insta for the rest of your life. It just means right now, while you're having this battle with this particular issue around your body, set yourself up for fucking success and get rid of those triggers so that you can converse with your body in a healthy way. And then number five is to do your part, is to get into action. Take ownership of your body. If it is around something medical, do your fucking research. If it's a disease, if it's an ailment, you better believe I have researched patellar tendonitis. I have researched uh, rolling my IT bands. I have done all different things to figure out how can I come to the rescue of my knees? How can I come to their rescue? So how can you come to the rescue of your body? Can you... Be much more vigilant about what you consume and what you eat. Can you get rid of your triggers? Can you look at who's who you're conversing with about body image related issues? Um, just in addition, I was just looking this up. There's a there's a gal named uh, Louise Hay. Oh yeah, of course. And she has a book called Heal Your Body. Yep. And that has all different parts of the body, different things like that you might have issues with, and then what it represents, and also. Um, there's usually an affirmation that comes with them too. Something that you can say. So it's a good place to start anyway. Right. Right? Not to say that everything can be healed through that. I'm just saying it's a great place to start talking nicely to yourself. That's right. And, um, And having your body be a partner and kind of understanding why you might be having this ailment there. Yeah, that's so great because I think there's a lot of... We're mad at our body like it did something to us, you know, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. it's your body's fault that it's fat or wrinkly. It's like, yeah. well, who put the food in the mouth and yeah. who spent all those years in the sun or who <laughs> is lactose intolerant but still chooses to, you know, consume dairy. It's 
And, and that, again, like I said, is not always. But you have to start taking some ownership. And that's also the opposite of blame is ownership. It's going, okay, given this set of circumstances, given this situation, what can I do? What is within my power? I can search out help for my weight. I can search out help for this ailment or this physical issue that I have. Uh-huh. Those things are within your power. So sitting at home pretending like you can't do anything about it is like getting locked into blame. It's like adopting a victim mentality. Sure. And I want you to be a survivor, not a victim. So that is why I've had two MRIs on my knees. <laughs> That's why I'm meeting with the orthopedic surgeon in two weeks. That's why we've searched out massage. We did a bunch of massage stuff for it. I'm throwing everything at it to come to the rescue for my knees because it's a part of my body. It's trying to take care of me and I want to do my part. So I need you to start looking at what is your part. If you switched from blame and moved into a collaboration with your body, what's your role? What's your part? What is your action step? And if you want an additional little bonus, it can be extremely cathartic to pen a letter of apology to your body. Pen a letter. Who says that anymore? Uh, What? 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 That's like saying, does anyone have a (laughs) timepiece? Leave me alone. (laughs) I like to say things like that. I love it. I love it. So you can pen a letter to yourself, write a letter to yourself. The funny part about that is I didn't even catch that that was an odd turn of phrase and you... Like, not until I see that on your face that I'm like, oh, I said something funny. Uh, I was just thinking it was a really great assignment. (laughs) I love it. But You always have a way with words. I did this with my my money a while back, too, when I was getting my shit straight with my financial house and realizing that I had cast a lot of blame towards my finances. And this is the exact same thing that you can do with your body and say, I've realized I've been demanding – for years that you be skinny Mm. and I've been doing nonstop unhealthy behaviors. That's interesting. Yeah. I've been demanding and telling you you're not enough and then never telling you what is enough. Here's how I'm going to do my part and talk about here's how we're going to go about this going forward. And I am so sorry. And I am ready to be in collaboration with you and be in relationship with you in a different way. And I know this extra weight doesn't feel good, and I'm coming to the rescue, right? Instead of calling names, because when does that work? Yeah. When in any other relationship does that fucking work? I mean, we can see it in our political climate. Casting blame, always saying, like, you suck, and your point of view sucks, and name calling never makes the other person want to reciprocate. Never makes the other person go like, yeah, awesome, I can't wait to be there for you. And you're doing that to your poor body who can't even do anything in return. It's just trying to keep up with that gluten and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all those poor choices. So anyway, I'm really, really hoping this has been helpful from a perspective shift because this sort of change in how I view my body has made it so much more enjoyable to go after goals like get, getting healthy knees and losing weight. And, you know, having healthy skin, I feel like I haven't just, that's one of the other things I think people get afraid of is like, oh, if I accept my body, then I'm just 
not going to want to achieve things. Stay where you are, yeah. And I'm like, no. It gives you so much more energy to be like, we're going to handle this. We're going to get this weight off. We are going to. A lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. And the journey is more enjoyable. Yeah. Like, it's not so shitty that whole time. So, anyway, I really appreciate your thoughts on what you see in your work. So, thank you for that. Absolutely. And I think that's everything. Anything else you wanted to pop in with? I think that's it. Cool. Well, I'm so glad to have you back. Yay, I'm back. And if you guys did not know, you can always submit show topics. If you go to thejoyjunkie.com, if you click on the podcast, you'll see that there's an opportunity where you can submit an idea that you might have that you want us to sound off on. We often will look through those prior to putting together show agendas. And please, 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 if you listen on iTunes, we would be so incredibly grateful if you would consider an iTunes review. What that does is it gives us more visibility in the in the marketplace so that more people can listen to the pod. And our downloads have increased substantially, so we yeah. can't thank you enough because that's from you awesome. sharing the news. For sure. So if you can take a little moment to do an iTunes review, we would be much appreciated. And the directions are listed on the webpage too. Just click on podcast and you'll be able to find all the information that you need. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.